got no audio! Am I on now? I just noticed. Uh, I thankfully have lots of backstage help. <laughs> but, uh, yes, thank you for joining us for another episode of UHS Presents. And Lori is not here today because we are making her take the week off. So she is going to be gone for, well, yeah, don't try and talk work stuff with her for the next week. And so I'm going to bumble my way through this beginning stuff. And then, um, actually, I just, for UHS news, we'll just do this. And then I'll just have everything else will be, <clears throat> we'll be talking about new stuff that's coming up. And I've got people to talk about that for me so that I don't have to. But uh, two things that they won't talk about with me is that sundering, the sundering the digital copies went out to the backers. So if you guys, if you backed, you should have your digital copy. And uh, we're just now, so we have to do the big send it off to the printers thing. And since this is a massive order, it's going to take a while. And uh, the other thing is Medusa, issue number two, is going to be finished this week. So woohoo. And it'll be going out to backers this week. And it'll be sent to the printer. Um, oh, three things. I lied. It's three things. Um, super is super number two is going to be getting done soon here, too. And that actually is going to be uh, that's going to be for a little bit. Yeah, we're going to we don't have to worry about that in the month of January. So but just so that, you know, we're um, we're getting stuff going with that one, too. And it's it's going to be fantastic. So for everything else, let's just have all of our all of our guests come on and I'm just going to go ahead and throw everybody on. We got we got Miss Katie Rooston here. Hey. And we got D Holy D. Holy Hello. D. <laughs> and we've got Todd of Power Broker Fame and we've got John got also of Power Broker Fame. And we have the esteemed Mr. Pence here to talk about the surgeon. And look at who just showed up. But a very dehydrated Matt. Matt Frank oh, talking man. about monsters and shit. <laughs> that it was a long drive. And not at a good time. Okay, hi. How y'all everybody doing? I'm very ready to do so. Um, so before, before we talk about business stuff, does anybody have any fun Christmas uh, stories to tell? Because... I have Going one. Fun Christmas stories. Like any fun, any weird shit happen? Uh, that's a good question. Mm. My sister I, had a baby. I oh. oh, well, there you go. There you go. Um, well, not happy birthday. That's not right. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> there, that's, I don't know how to people. Don't tell me. Don't, <laughs> stop laughing at me. <laughs> um, no, um, my my Christmas thing that happened was that my sister tries to do this dice game for us uh, for every uh, uh, the adults for Christmas, and so we had this um, after Christmas party. But she did it differently this year, where she took like some cash and some lottery uh -oh. tickets and okay. some gift cards and stuff, and she wrapped them in this uh, cling film, a saran wrap ball, like she would wrap a bunch of saran wrap and then she'd stick one thing in and wrap a bunch of saran wrap stick another thing in I played that and game then she wrapped like a whole roll of saran wrap around it 
with no nothing tucked into it. And then you have to put on oven mitts and try and unwrap it. And, <laughs> and, and as, as one person is trying to unwrap it, everybody else goes around with the two dice and you have to roll doubles. And when you roll doubles, then the oven mitts and the wrap wrapped ball gets sent to you. And then you have to unwrap too. And my sister, okay. Aside from putting way too fucking much plastic wrap on it, my sister decided that it would also be a good idea if she microwaved the ball to make the cling wrap stickier. Oh, nice. And like a shrinky dink. It didn't, yeah, it started off shrinky dink like, and um, and it was just kind of like, it was just really stuck on tightly. And as we're passing the ball around and rolling and cursing about the oven mitts, we all start to go, why does this smell weird? What did you do to it? And she's like, well, I microwaved it. And I'm like, how long did you microwave it for? Because I know technically the stuff is actually, uh, it's it's technically microwave safe. And I was like, how long did you microwave it for? And she's like, only a minute. And I was like, okay, that was way too long, but it shouldn't cause this smell. And then as we get to going around, at one point we, we realized this game is going on for too long. And so we're, we ditched the oven mitts and we're just clawing at it with our hands. And I... The ball comes to me and I start to rip at it. And I'm like, why is it wet? This, I, I've definitely got moisture on my hands from this ball. And then we start, the smell is getting progressively worse. And then we start noticing as we're unwrapping this weird goldish brown color inside there. And so there was a $20 bill and then two gift cards that were smushed, but they were okay. Yeah. And then we start to come across this very hard spot in one side of the ball. And uh, it's just the smell by this point is getting to the point where like people are, we're getting sick to our stomachs from the smell and we have to open the window despite the fact that it is nine degrees outside. <laughs> and at one point, so finally we're just like, okay, this is stupid. I don't want to play this game anymore. All of us agreed that the game had gone on for too long. So my sister finally gets out a knife and we start to take turns sawing at the ball. <laughs> And it took a good, a good half hour after that to get it completely open. But we find at one point there is a lottery ticket in there that had metallic accents, yeah. and it's made of real metal. Ah, <laughs> yeah. so it was sparking. Yeah, it was sparking in the microwave as she was cooking it, but she didn't know it. So and wait, are the gift cards still good? Can you microwave? <laughs> I would I've just never say... microwaved my wallet before, but if anybody yeah. has. Yeah, I'm wondering. That um, so one of the one of the lottery tickets was definitely unsalvageable. It was burned to a crisp. But all the gift cards seem like they maybe they won't do the swipey thing anymore, but the card number is still okay. So like maybe it'll be fine. We can still you use it. You can hold them. up the line and, and make everybody mad while they key the numbers. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna that's what's gonna be for us because uh Jeffrey and I both ended up with gift cards. And um, my aunt took home a $20 bill and a very burned but still functional lottery ticket. Um, if she wins anything, how does she explain that to the cashier, though? <laughs> Why I have a feeling that she's not going to actually redeem this ticket. I don't even know if she unscratched all the, if she scratched all the things on it, but I am curious about that myself. And I think cashiers I, like those moments where you have to explain something being all burned up and microwaved and melted. Yeah, that could be a good, that, yeah, it could be a thing where like, that'll be like the highlight of their end of year stories or something, maybe. 
Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like and, my teacher when I told them the parrot ate my homework, which is completely true. It just completely ripped a hole through the middle of my homework. And yeah, right. I think they find it funny, but I don't know that they believe me very much. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. I, I asked for updates on the lottery ticket thing, and um, one of the $20 bills that got stuck in there got torn in half. But I was like, wait, don't throw, don't, it's not, it's, you can take it to the bank and they will give you a new 20 and they will recycle the old 20. Don't get, it's, it's still functional as, as money. So we're all going to have fun stories to tell. And my sister said, um, she, she listens. She took the advice of one of our brothers to microwave the saran wrap ball. And I said, I don't know why you would ever listen to Daniel. <laughs> he is not smart. And you know, this, you should not have listened to him. <laughs> But she did. So, I don't know. Maybe she's not going to be in charge of the dice game anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I would say that microwaving a giant ball of plastic with questionable other items inside of it, I think that revokes a lot of privileges, honestly. <laughs> uh, just, I just, I have played that game before um, at another Christmas party, and it is kind of fun, like the franticness of it. Um, I Again... There was no microwaving involved, but uh, that uh, that is that is fun now. I, yeah, I do it like seemed that. like the microwaving was completely unnecessary if we were also going to be saddled with oven mitts. Like the oven mitts made it funny, but the, yeah, the yeah. microwaving was completely unnecessary, and then it destroyed it. Well, well, the saran wrap. And I don't even want to. I don't remember how much that lottery ticket costs. Insulated it. Well, funnily enough, when I got there, I came earlier than everybody else, and her she had a. She has the over the oven, the over the stove top microwave installed, but she also had a second microwave down on the counter. And I was like, why do you have two microwaves? And she's like, oh, cause the one above the stove is broken right now. And I was like, after the ball, after the game, I was like, is this why the microwave's broken? Maybe? <laughs> she says oh. no, but I don't, I call bullshit. I think that that's how she broke the microwave. But No, I'm gonna, yeah. Just anyway, so for that. this, Okay, so to get to actual UHS, actual comic shit, um, <laughs> we had an awesome year this year. We, um, I think everybody here except for D had a hand in a book that got released this year. Yep. I'm and, new. I'm the D, newbie. Yes, <laughs> D being the noob, that's why you get to be the... Actually, I don't know if you're going to be the first or the second campaign this year, but you're one of those two. I don't remember which one's releasing first. But I don't know. we have, yeah, Power Broker <laughs> and Finding D are both happening in January. And um, Power Broker, we're going to do issues three and four. Yeah, that's so, correct. So, like, double, double the, you know, you get um, one campaign for the, or two two books for the price of one. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. done, two, we might as well. Let's, two, two books for the campaign of one? I don't know. So, you're going to get, you're going to get twice as much shit for this campaign yeah Yeah, it's not for the price of one like money wise it's for the price of one time wise because we're going to give you give you two books in one campaign so yeah sure just just so we're clear advance (laughs) that much more yes i'd love to be and i'd love to be able to give away the book for you know give away all of our comics for free but then like we wouldn't have any money to make books so that's why we don't do that. that As and That's we're clear cool. on that too, right? We're not gonna do that. Sweet. <laughs> but, but yeah. So, um, I okay. So we've talked a lot about D's stuff because somehow D ended up D and Katie both ended up being guests on our show like 
what four or five times in the past six weeks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just, we're just like kind of worked out that way. Funnily enough, what you what you doing Monday? Nothing. It's my yeah. day off. <laughs> so just was like, yeah, if you can come come play, because we did a lot of uh, of fluff stuff. I think this month we did a lot of fun gamey, like we did uh, um, Jackbox trivia games, and we did the. Tri Christmas trivia last week and so it's like we don't it it just needs we just need some fun some people who don't mind uh embarrassing themselves on camera for that one <laughs> so it's fine but um we'll just since we had Dion so much let's talk quickly about power broker first uh we have done issues one and two we'll go easy on spoilers for that but then like do you want to set us up Todd for what's uh what's going on with um sure. issues three and four yeah, so uh, basically the plot is thickening. Uh, number three is called uh, Thickening Agent, and number four is called Escapism. So we're kind of getting deeper into the world of Power Broker. Um, it's, it's starting to flesh out the world more. Um, Mason hits the uh, underground. Uh, so we basically introduce a new character named Rez, who is a um, chop shop operator. Um, he's kind of an informant for the Central Brokering Agency. Um, they're trying to figure out who essentially brokered the chastity belt overwrite that gives the jackers kind of carte blanche to um, get any superpower they want after their powers were rescinded. Um, so uh, basically, while while Mason and um, Rez are, you know, shooting the shit, um, they're watching the power slam competition, which is like superpowered gladiators going at it. It's kind of like the, the next evolution of MMA, of like UFC. So now, you know, naturally you're going to have to have um, super gladiators fighting in a giant reinforced arena. So we introduce, uh, with John's help, uh, you know, he, he fleshed out six new uh, characters that are really cool. Uh, can't wait to show them off. Um, and then, so that, that's issue, um, issue three. Issue four, now we get into um, uh, basically to uh, defuse the threat to uh, Mason, uh, the, the jacker that tried to assassinate him in issue one. Um, Dr. Ro uh, uh, Director Robertson is trying to uh, kind of defuse that threat. So he puts uh, Mason and Kira on a uh, kind of a protection detail of an informant. Uh, named Scylla. She's a natural born psychic and she has um, vital information about kind of impending doom that's coming uh, to Potentia, kind of a bloodbath. So he, he sends them to uh, basically protect her. And, um, and that basically leads into five. Um, there, there's going to be a huge battle in five. But number three is, is you know, for any comic aficionado, it's it's big action. It's uh, the power slam competition. Um, I think people will love it. It sounds like it's going to be a wild ride. So I mean, yeah, it's very. I'm cool. excited. This one, since like the 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 um, unusual situation of of you bringing us Power Broker with the first uh, handful of, of issues completed, I actually I read I've read the the first one with, before we before we took Power Broker on, and then. Uh, didn't read any of the others until after we released it so i yeah. still haven't seen any of these any of the stuff really so i'm like <laughs> just i'm excited as everybody else who doesn't work for uhs about this book which yeah. is a it's an interesting it's an interesting experience because i usually see the stuff before before we, we release it to everybody else 
Oh yeah, that's I mean, fun. that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, I, I, there, there's other revelations in it. There's a, um, there's a, pr there's a prison, uh, a, a prison scene where they're brokered. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be a vaccine. It's basically uh, Madame DeVray's henchmen um, is administering a vaccine to the male prisoners. And how do you get a hundred percent vaccination rate with male prisoners? Well, it's, it's an organism that attacks male genitalia, basically. So they're yeah, going they're... now. Whoa. <laughs> Do you, can you screen share the um, cover I sent to you? Can that's actually share? a pretty good way to introduce the gladiator characters. I had a pretty good time. You got it. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead. Like, and... I definitely think this is my favorite that I've done of drawing these characters so far, but that's easy because it's you know been a few years. Yeah, but oh, the grayscale one? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd say it's monochrome <laughs> at this point because okay. I'm like, I still haven't finished painting it, but I was like, yeah. Uh, one, okay, there we go. Covering John right up, but. As he should. <laughs> so there's a Hammer Fist, a Carnivore, Golden Boy, um, Flatline, a Slain Murder Spree in the middle, and then the Silencer on the right. And, you know, they, they all have uh, different powers. Wow. Even, even that stop sign makes a show in the, this issue. Huh. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, but this actually, cover looks insane. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's a stop yeah. light, though, in the... Oh, God. I That's okay, up. though. Right, well, I like the stop sign better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... It's like I said, it's been a few years since I did this comic. No, it's it's all good. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, actually, I have a question, yeah. like, that kind of, like, ties back to, like, everything that we're... The whole UH company's been doing. Like, I, aside from D and Todd. Wasn't everybody in here on the D and D thing as well? Um, yes. um D no D actually does have a hand yeah, in right. centering. Yeah. Um, in the game. I don't yeah. Matt, I did a couple of the insets, yeah. Yeah. Matt, did you, you I think Matt was busy with Medusa and, and Yeah Kaiju yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't think and, I was in on that. But yeah, I yeah. think everybody else had somewhat of a hand in it. Yeah, that consumed um, our souls for a while. In at the last second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Pence here had a did the the metric ass load of editing, so <laughs> that was probably fun. I I did not end your guys' job. The standard material password. John was like telling me, "Hey, can you you know like step it up here? Uh, you know, it's hard to make these pages look good with the crap you're sending me." Um, <laughs> so, and I'm like, "Well, John." Nothing surprises me with the way that you're talking to me. This is usually how it goes. <laughs> Those calls you get me at four o'clock in the morning. See, this is funny because Cutter provided a whole lot of quality art in ah. a nice manic way. You know, that we, we caught it in a good, good state. Yeah, yeah. The, a lot of a lot of the uh, characters in there are are your art, John. That's it's a uh, you've got you've got a bunch in. Um, Mooney has some. Katie has. Uh, oh my God! Those that, those pieces were just over the top. I mean, all of them. Thank you so much. Those are amazing. And then, yeah, um, D D and I jumped in to. Uh, I don't know what that pieces that that were in there. I mean, I certainly, I, I, I feel like D, D, you don't give your own art enough credit because I think you could have totally done some of the characters. I couldn't do the characters because I do not do detail. What do they say? 
well. But um, yeah, with the little things, the little inanimate objects, that was that was fine. That was that was something I could handle. But uh, I realized I realized I did ten of those in a week. That's like the fastest I've ever worked on anyway. <laughs> I was watching your progress on that red dragon. It's like, man, these are so deep into detail. I love it. How many yeah, are we I, gonna get? I, yeah. I did do all the scales by hand, and I'm like, why did I decide to do it at this level of detail? By the time I finished the head, and I'd done the whole dragon in like just individual steps. <laughs> I'm watching you. Uh, Watching, watching you become unhinged and then rehinged in the chats where it was great too. It's like, oh my God, how, when did I decide to make this level of detail? And then it all turned out amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually quite big. So it, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, I, I know that there has been several uh, things, kicked, several ideas kicked around for what to do with that massive dragon. Yeah. So uh, that's like, I guess that's a, a Stay tuned and you'll find out kind of thing, because I don't think we have decided on it yet. Paint it on the side of a van. That's what we should, yeah, get one of, the, yeah, one of those awesome vinyl wraps and just put it on the... Like, maybe maybe we can get Amazon to sponsor us and let us put their shit on the, one of their vans. Yeah. I see him driving I mean, my, around often enough. My car's kind of a van. It might go as a decal on there somewhere, but... There you <laughs> go. There you go. Yeah, you get the, like... Airbrush version of it though, so it's like you can get behold the wizard. The eighties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe a, a wizard staring into an orb. The, the I do have an airbrush. Don't don't challenge me because <laughs> oh, like no. do. don't give her any ideas. <laughs> no. uh, so okay, so yeah, um, John uh, John Cutzer, what are you for for the for the power broker? Do you have uh, more? Um, like, what else? What else do you have left to do on that one? Because that's basically been that's done already for the most part, right? You're What's just the doing the cover? the new covers Very and good. stuff. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. No, the book itself. Um, yeah, no, that book is already done. Um, right now, we are looking at putting out three and four together. Yes, uh, I actually think that's a pretty good way to do it. Uh, where four leaves off, because you know, if you're keeping up with the book, you're going to want to go into the next section of the story um so let's see if i re re recapping this all four is where we really start picking up a whole lot of momentum and then five and six is going to be a lot of a lot of fun to pair together too um the thing that we're i'm doing these days is uh jumping in with some variant covers and stuff um trying not to say too much about what i'm up to right now because uh, there's some things i can't talk about um but you guys are keeping me busy um <laughs> you just did um and then so yeah i've got yet another cover to get for, done for number four um and then i think um i'm not sure we haven't really worked out when we're doing the five and six run yet um but yeah actually three and four <laughs> when i did that back when that was a definitely a good practice ground for trying to walk knock out quite a lot of character work in a short period of time um so it's like when i look at it and i'm like oh yeah i drew uh 40 characters for you know it was a 30 40 assets 30 characters for the dnd sundering campaign i'm like ah, that's like a typical comic book nice <laughs> no, they were amazing though thank you so yeah cool. i yeah well yeah i haven't <laughs> seen anything bad from you so oh thanks you have to you have to like show us something from like when you very like the very first drawing that you have 
I know. I start and then that way we can see where you, get how far you've come. Too. They're like, you can't call this bad. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I'm just yeah. totally envious about how you do like costumes because I'm like I'm good at the actual faces and like the physical aspects, but costumes I just can't do clothes. Oh man, <laughs> throw them on a pile and just keep drawing them. And like I mean, the fact that you got your hands on them, and seriously, that makes if you actually just hands-on knowledge in general. I remember Lori asked me a while ago about like how getting into Hema has really affected my artwork, and well, you'll see soon. Um, mm. That and yeah, I mean, I think uh, so. Like to do something like. Um, Todd's book and stuff uh the time that I spent in cities and you know now what I what I know now of just machinery and HVAC stuff and just supply and, uh, chain and everything like I think of all these different things that I could have imbued into that if I had that experience at that time so there's something to be said about you know coming into this as you're going further along in life as opposed to being like a young you know talent that somebody is like early 20s mm -hmm. <laughs> bastards you know but they're doing all the good stuff, but they don't really necessarily have an experience to really tie it to. And I think that that's kind of what gives, in general, anything that you're working on more gravitas is knowing it, sure. I guess. For sure, yeah. Well, are you really I'm, I'm drawing one of my characters just now, but he, he has no clothes because I haven't designed them yet. So that's the face not is true. Like... He's wearing well, underwear. I mean, you're naked yeah, he is wearing underwear. Gone, so that's accurate, right? <laughs> all right, yeah. okay. That's yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Um, that's that's power broker happening uh, in just a couple of weeks, I think, or maybe no, it's not a week. We got a little more time yet, so think, don't uh, get, what, don't get too excited. January. Yeah, it's gonna be January. I did not take the time to figure out what date it is. Like I could have, but I didn't, because that is not. You guys know by now that is. I am not a planner. That's not my thing, and I'm not gonna make sure to get all those details beforehand. So. We'll have to wait until next week when Lori's back because she's the one like Lori, let's be real here. Lori's the brains of this operation. Like <laughs> the uh, whole thing would fall apart without her. Yeah, <laughs> we do have kind of a key component take uh, down for the count and taking a break right now. So we'll get back to you on that one. Uh, yeah, she and and I mean I just don't remember what day. Like she's got it all planned out and I I mean I help her with the stuff, but like you, I, I I don't remember i don't remember what i did this morning so i'm not going to remember that stuff without having it written down right in front of me you know but all that aside we're going to do a quick commercial and then we're going to come back and talk to matt real quick here that's me wow that was a really quick commercial holy crap I didn't realize it was such a short one. I, I fully, I'm just impressed I, with myself for remembering because I forget to do it so often. I fully, I fully uh, was expecting not to be able to see it, and then as soon as we came out, he's like, "Wow, what a great product and/or service!" Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so Matt, you, me, me, you, we me. are um, just you're fresh off the heels of Medusa. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to share any any trials and tribulations of that one, uh, and then you know just talk about. Then you can talk to us about whatever else you got going yeah. on here, because I think uh, we're starting to share stuff about other projects now. I yeah, don't know. We're gonna let Matt tell bit. us that. <laughs> no, a little bit. I just um, I uh, yeah no, I appreciate that, Sarah. I uh, 
I wanted to, you, you mentioned that this uh, whole thing was happening and I was just like, yeah, I could, I could, I could squeeze in for a little bit. I'm sure food, I think is going to be ready here in a minute. So I'm just going to be like, I'll be like, okay, bye. And just <laughs> run off. But uh, no, um, yeah, we, we did Medusa uh, issue two uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, as I understand it, it's just about done. Like just about out the door. Yep. Should um, be this week. Yeah, and everybody involved, I think, has been doing a fantastic job. I definitely have figured out a process. We figured out a process, I think. I think we have a process now. Because the first one was kind of haphazard and like, what are we doing? And um, and then this, this one has been like, a, okay, we've got a more refined process. We just need to stick with that because i feel like we're on the cusp of that but uh even so i was i i know i kind of fell into that trap of doing multiple projects at once which i don't think will be a problem in the future i hopefully will not um but yeah um but yeah i'm uh we're definitely like you know we're looking into issue three and what to do next for medusa That'll be very exciting. Um, I don't want to speak out of school too much because the, the it's, you know, the brains of that whole operation are definitely Paul and by extension, Lori, because I'm just like, I don't know, point me in a direction. Uh, just, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, with regards to some other stuff, um, we had recently announced that I'm working on another, uh, on kind of my own, creator-owned comic uh, called State of the Monsters that I'm uh, looking forward to actually kind of getting into, getting up in the guts of, and I've been writing it and conceptualizing it, putting together vision boards and, you know, all the things. And um, we're looking to do uh, uh, some sort of partnership with UHS uh, for that, uh, for that comic uh nothing we haven't like solidified exactly what the plan is because part of our our concern specifically mine is i don't want to put extra pressure on uhs which already seems like you guys have a lot of stuff you've got to juggle <laughs> and deal with so it's like i'm trying to make sure that the the workload is 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 uh divvied up fairly and um that may involve either, you know, me running the campaign or get it, which just to say, Cass is probably running the campaign uh, or um, we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I definitely want UHS to be part of it because y'all have been really great to work with and I want to keep building on that relationship. So, yeah, but but the comic is going to be really fun. I made an, a Twitter announcement about it a few uh, uh, last week. And, um, I, and a couple other places too. And I've had some pretty good response because people have been wanting a kaiju story, an original kaiju story for me for a while since I've mostly known for doing Godzilla and some other, uh, a couple other pre-existing franchises. I'm just like, well, I want to do my own kaiju thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt people are going to be excited to see this from you. Uh, I'm excited. Like, I I didn't give a shit about kaiju stuff until Matt's like, no, you gotta watch some Godzilla movies. And so now I'm like, no, I'm kind of into it now. 
and yeah, like I keep kicking and like you drag me kicking and screaming into a new fandom, and I don't want to do it. And then once I get there, I was like, oh, you're right, this stuff's cool, and now I'm into oh. it. <laughs> oh, there's a reason why they've been making these movies for almost seventy years. Well, um, I did not appreciate how how fun uh, Japanese the Japanese kaiju movies are. Like, I didn't appreciate any of it until. And until like, cause we're, I'm so used to American stuff that it's just like, I can't, it took me a while to get past the, the less, uh, earth shattering graphics and stuff. Like you get, pick your words carefully. Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's just, <laughs> like it's just that we Hollywood thing. the Ooh, shit out of Kong. Kong. I see a Kong. Kong. That's like the, that's like that. Oh yeah. Very that's cool. that, a King Kong toy from like the late nineties, early two thousands that was released. He's got that really long face. I used to have that. Thanks. He's really cool. Um, yeah. Yay. Yeah. yeah I'm well, not, I don't want to shit ever shit on like the, <laughs> the, the movies and the quality of it because it's not that it's bad or good. It's just so different from what I'm used to being American. And sir, so yeah, it's really what it's a religion. I well Godzilla. see now I know this. I yeah. just didn't appreciate that before, and it's I mean it's a religion I can get behind more than the one that I was raised in. Like so, <laughs> well, uh, it's like Black Sabbath. Everybody loves it, particularly little children. You know, like if you can get a, a small person really engaged in kaiju, they're they're going to be converts for life. That's the thing. It's like it's such a it it. it my experience kind of before i started hanging out with sarah and Lori and them my experience has been it's extremely difficult to get adults into this genre because it requires a suspension of disbelief that our culture does not allow for um like for example there's a quote from one of my favorite books that's sort of looking at the godzilla series as a, as a scholarly uh, from a from an academic perspective and the quote is, um, I'm going to paraphrase it here, but basically in the West, when we see a special effect that's not totally convincing or so flashy, you don't think of it as convincing, we perceive that to be a mistake. Like if it doesn't convince us, that must be a mistake. So that's why you get this entire cultural pushback where... Um, you'll see so then you watch a japanese movie where it's like the realism is not really the point the point is we're having fun and we're, we're or we're doing something we're doing something that kind of has uh its roots in kabuki theater or or it's just an interesting effect like there was a there's a particular kaiju movie where a monster goes to eat a horse and the effects director was like, no, we're using a puppet horse. This little, this little puppet horse is just kind of like, Rrr! like, it's not even, it's not realistic at all. <laughs> and even the effects staff said, uh, we can do this faster and cheaper by just superimposing a real horse, like onto the scene. And the director is like, that's no fun. We need to have fun here, guys. Come on, shiggle that little puppet horse around. Um, and I was gonna say that they that they do uh, focus more on telling the story and telling a, telling a good story. And I I guess calling them all good stories, like regardless of American movies or, or Japanese movies, like calling it a good story is kind of like, eh, man, but a fun story, an interesting story, but maybe not necessarily a good story because some of them are pretty rife with plot holes too. Oh yeah, I mean but, it's. 
there's there's there should be standards like any genre and like there's stuff that is definitely more entertainment value than necessarily quality <laughs> uh i but a lot of that stuff i just have i still like because there is still an element of fun that's happening or kind of this again that kind of childlike joy of playing with toys and um anyway yeah but but I'm I'm just really glad that y'all caught on to it so well, and uh, it's been really fun taking you on that little journey. We're hopefully going to have our next uh, Mo- Matt's Monster Movie Monday pretty soon here. Um, yeah, January, maybe February. If, I don't know. We got to cement a date here. Hopefully, sometime in January. But uh, anyway, I I did get the dinner bell here a second ago, so I will have to unfortunately bow out. But well, that's all I, good. I, I expected that you were gonna. I didn't know you were gonna stay as long as you have. Well, I've been I've been working on something else while we've been talking. So that's cool. But and the last... yeah, look. So we're we're um hoping to see more of the state of the monsters here coming up this year, and we'll see. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody's schedules depends on how much we can get done, and yeah. So yeah. you know, fulfill the obligations and do the stuff that we want to do is sometimes a problem, but. Yeah. Well, I've already <laughs> I've already got a pretty uh so the the start of a pretty cool creative team. And I have the first issue, the synopsis of the first issue plotted out, and I have the script I've already started. I'm just making sure all the characters' names don't sound stupid, and making sure that the inner logic of the world works. Because I mean, I'm sure as folks who have seen it can will know that um, it, it's it's a kaiju story set in Texas. But beyond that, I don't want to say anything else except. The trap that a lot of original kaiju content falls into is it usually starts with someone saying, well, I want this to be my Godzilla. So I'm going to have like a monster that's like my Godzilla and then everything's just going to spiral out from there. And that can be fun, but typically audiences also can smell when they're like, well, this is just kind of a Godzilla. And I wanted to try to go away from that, like try to do something a little Mm -hmm. different. So... Hopefully folks will like that, but uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me on. And, everybody uh, wanted you to do this, so like your fans have been wanting you to do this for a while, so I have no doubt that it's going to be really cool, regardless of what it ends up being. Uh, you know, <laughs> like what what you're what you're concerned about. Like I'm I'm not concerned about it, not at this stage mm-hmm. in the game, but well, well I'm also see, so like everybody stay tuned to you know to uh, to matt's media matt's social media and to our social media and you'll hear about it more in the future so um excited about that and and also of course more medusa coming but oh yeah you know kind of sticking to an october release uh timeline there because it's medusa you gotta go halloween right yeah that'll be i'm definitely looking forward to that as well and uh absolutely we'll we'll, uh to be part of it so thanks again for having me guys awesome yeah and thanks for dropping in have a good night happy new year happy new year guys ah it's always fun when matt comes in it's like a chaos bomb (laughs) (laughs) so okay so also happening uh first part of the new year here is going to be issue six of the surgeon and that's why we have Mr. Pence here, not just to talk about the Sundering, but also to talk about the Surgeon and what's going to happen there, what has happened thus far, and what's going to happen. You don't want me to talk about plot, right? I mean, <laughs> how, how spoiler? Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if but, you yeah, I'm really to, eager to. Um, if you haven't stayed up to issue four at this point, then uh, then I guess people are, are probably at this point like you. You deserve a spoiler at this point for issue up to issue four, but we we can go easy on issue five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like at the end of uh, chapter four, we ended up meeting these folks who had been kind of tangentially talked about the the First Nations United. Um, you know, we're, we're in a post-apocalyptic American West, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, and in chapter five, uh, some of those characters really get fleshed out and converged uh, with the existing storyline. And then chapter six is where that, that really pushes everybody forward. Um, and, and chapter six is going to wrap up this arc of the story, right? So, uh, the whole thing was actually written as a graphic novel, and by novel, like, I don't mean, like, what your parents say about comics when they try to be kind and say, oh, you're working in graphic novels. No, I'm working in comics. Um, <laughs> or, um, you know, just something with more than 100 pages. It's, it's like a, a self-contained story with, it, with its own arc and six individual chapters. Um, yeah, and so by the by the end of this one, uh, this book is done, um, and you know there are there are a million others, uh, a million other stories to tell, uh, which I'm excited about too. Um, but yeah, like I wrote these scripts maybe maybe five years ago, and uh, it, it's great, you know, pushing pushing this rock up the hill for so long. It's great to see the end in sight. You almost um, forget what you wrote. Cause I'm the same with me with, with a power broker. I wrote that in 2012, I think. You, you almost forget the, you have to go back and look at the, the plot line. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, um, you know, looking at the dates on the files from um, when you write these things too, it's like, geez, I wrote that then. You know, my children were that age. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's what uh, kind of separates the wheat from the chaff in the business. Is, you know, are you, can you continue pushing that rock up the hill? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for six. Um, six. Uh, so, you know, each, each chapter has its own title. Um, and the title uh, was pretty carefully thought out as, you know, what the story is. Chapter five was do no harm, which is, you know, a doctor's creed, but, you know, that's the central, you know, conflict for Dr. Hanover is that she's a physician, but she is kind of psychologically damaged and, and likes killing and she has to kill to survive. Um, but then six is just called blood. And um, yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> There's a lot of... Um, a lot of revenge and a lot of um, anger and a lot of uh, just burn it all down destruction from everybody, not just us. Intense. <laughs> it's good comic fodder. 
sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a, a moment with my, my teenage son this past uh, week where um, somebody at work gave him an ultimatum and he's, uh, the ultimatum was you can either, you know, like do this or you can, you know, you, you won't be working here anymore. And he, you know, chose what I would choose and what everybody in my family would choose to burn it all down. Like you give us an ultimatum and we're just going to say, well, fine. And, uh, you know, I saw him doing that and I was like, oh, son, I'm sorry. You know, this is your, your destiny, your lineage. Um, but it's, it's Hanover's too. Um, <laughs> when faced with a choice, she's going to light the match. That's fair. Um, according to Lori, the surgeon is about the number six is about halfway done. So, um, Mark, so uh, script is done. Uh, right. Pencils are probably three quarters of the way done, and colors are about halfway done. So, you know, uh, looking at the scope of what a task lettering is, I'd say we're halfway or two thirds. Yeah, so if, so that's definitely happening sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. I don't again did don't remember when the date is for that. Like that's I have to. Oh uh, yeah, at I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I have a date. Um, and and uh, um, you know the Zaldivar brothers are um, doing this project in between other day of work uh, when they can get around to it, and that was kind of our agreement anyway. So uh, you know. Get to it, but get to it when um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you can. Um, so we don't have a real solid date from them either. And you know, like Omar will work in this way where it's like we don't hear from him for a while, and then all of a sudden it's like several pages come in finished. We're like, wait, what? Oh, awesome! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's it's interesting watching them watching them go, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and Headwind's the same way, but Headwind is is much slower. And more precise, and his his uh, his his downtime is shorter, and his deliveries are uh, smaller, but it's about the same pace, mm-hmm. not so erratic. Right, right, yeah. I'm I'm like so far everything I've seen uh, is has been amazing. So uh, like the, all the stuff that's done so far, amazing. Are you so, in the Google chat? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm all I'm I'm lurking. I lurk in all of them, so I'm like um, uh, <laughs> the what I'm I'm there to to be able to like in theory, if if Lori ever needs like significant downtime, I'm supposed to be the one that's gonna come pick up the reins. <laughs> and yeah. she has all this faith in me that I don't know is terribly well placed, but um, I mean, the hope is that 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 will never have to come into play. Do you have but the maybe- passwords and the the usernames to log into stuff? If you do. I do, I do. I have the ability, like in theory, I have the, I have everything I need to be able to cover for her if she needs to take an extended break. But everybody on this Hollywood Squares has has done (laughs) something with at that level. Yeah, like that. The idea is always, like I said, the idea is that I can take over for her if I need, if if the need arises. But and she has, like I said, she has a lot more faith in me than I do. But. It, you know, if, if it ever happens, I guess I'll find out uh, if, if I can do it. And um, and so I'm always lurking in all the chats, but I uh, I don't talk very much because I want to 
to just observe and stay out of it unless unless I'm needed. But yeah, uh, I can't wait for the the, um, the readers and the folks that stuck with us since you know since chapter one came out. Just you know, such such a long break between one and two and two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the folks that have stuck with us, um, I think six is going to pay off. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I yeah. Everybody who who has been along for the ride is going to is going to shit their pants when they see it. Probably. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's really good. I I mean, I I am loving the hell out of everything that I've seen so far, and I can't wait for like you. I can't wait for people to see it. Um. And that one, that's going to be the first part of of 2023. I don't like again. Don't remember what date exactly, but first part because so, January we are doing Power Broker and Finding D and that is that is more than enough for us to handle for, for <laughs> a whole month <laughs> and then yeah, I've, uh, I've read those those um, comics like kind of one at a time just as they show up in my feed I can't wait for the book it's going to be awesome. fantastic oh it's yeah um, yeah such so a, like such a good kind of human vibe um you know, it's, it doesn't have to be snarky. It doesn't have to be uh, edgy. Those are funny, and they're they got heart. Thank you. Major. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's um, that's a good. So, like, we've been talking a little bit about Finding D for every single episode of UHS <laughs> Presents for the past uh, handful of episodes. But that's that's a great segue into talking a little bit more about that because it's like the time is nigh now. Finally, we're gonna <laughs> actually get Finding D and. So we should have any other thoughts and we oh. hear a little bit from Katie about some coloring experiences. Katie has been kicking ass on coloring these yes. work. Like it's just, it's just so alive and amazing. Oh, and really? everybody's going to love it. I'm super excited yeah, watching got... it come together. Yeah. Katie's dipping her fingers into all the UHS stuff now. She's just like everything. See, Kate, Katie will be the actual person that'll have to take over if Lori needs a, a break. That, that's what's going to be. Not going to be me. <laughs> I, I am not very well, enough, uh, well enough organized to take over from Lori. <clears throat> uh, well, if she thinks I can do it, then she must think that you have the ability to, because seriously. We're just like, we're just like, just a, 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 a brains are full of bees. That's, that's what it is. And... Yeah. yeah, but anyway, let's talk about Finding D. So, uh, and how excited are you to get this book out into the world now? <laughs> I am super, super excited. Um, I've got the black and white versions and all that stuff that I've done, but seeing it in color like this coming together, everything Katie's doing on it, um, you know, the push that, you know, you and Lori are making for this, you know, has been it's been really awesome seeing this thing I've been working on now since about 2017. Um, been doing it weekly as an online strip and, you know, seeing it just finally starting to get a little bit of momentum and people have been kind of discovering it slowly but surely. And, you know, it's we've talked about this before and it, it's weird looking back at the earlier strips for me because like artistically, I'm just like... <sighs> And it's driving me nuts because I'm like, no, I don't draw it like that anymore. But, you know, it I'm still proud of the, the work. <laughs> I mean, you saw early Garfields, right? 
Oh yeah. Early Bloom County. Oh yeah, this oh, yeah. this is a weird beast for me because part of the reason that the first few like the first year or so of strips is as rough as it is was because this really wasn't originally meant to be a thing. I was doing different <laughs> comics. I was doing different comics. I had another comic strip I was working on called Dandy and Company that I've been working on for over 20 years. Um, it's gone. It's done now. I'm finished with it now. Um, I was working on a graphic novel called The Wellkeeper, and I had all these other pots in the fire. And I had just come out. Um, my fir I tra started transitioning in 2016, and you know, every single person I knew was like, "Well, why aren't you making a comic about that, D? You should make a comic about your transition. You should do a comic about that. You should do a comic." which is literally the first Finding D comic strip is everyone telling me this and be like, fine, I'll fucking do a comic about my transition. <laughs> oh, I can curse in this one. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Because um, all my other stuff until this point it had been kind of all ages and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to curse my ass off in this fucking thing because it's based on me. Um, and I just, I started doing it as an extension of a blog I was writing and the blog was super, na I know I've told this story a few times, but the blog was like, I was just using, doing a blog called Finding D that was just me talking about shit that was going on, talking about my experiences, talking about, you know, assholes I'd meet out on the street or in a store or whatever. And I would be talking about these experiences and getting so fucking depressed about it. Like writing about the bleak experiences was not fucking helping at all. It was making everything worse. And I'm like, well, I'm a cartoonist and maybe it's kind of like therapeutic if instead of writing pissy blogs where I'm whining about somebody giving me a hard time about going to the bathroom or whatever, or some gatekeepy bullshit, I'll make a strip about it and cartoon version of me will have to find a punchline because I do humor strips. I didn't want it to be a strip where the last panel is just me having a single tear at the camera. I wanted them to be funny. Um, because uh, there are a few, um, other trans cartoonists out there, um, that some of their strips are just kind of like, they don't end with like a joke or something. They just end with like a sad realization of heart crunching yeah. and, and sadness. That's the, and that's the power of the medium is yeah to take that distance and to punch back and uh, punch line. Yeah. Cartoon... Let let me let cartoon me figure out better ways to deal with these situations, and then maybe real me can figure out what I did in the cartoon. And it's, it's really so actually it kind of helped. So, but it also blew up. Like people were like, "Oh my god, this is great! You got to keep doing this." So it's like I was I like normally if I were to sit down, I'm going to start a new comic. I'm going to do model sheets, and I'm going to work out the characters and figure. I just started drawing. So the early ones, you know me and my partner Heidi, our appearance is all over the map. Our dog Poe changes in design two or three times before I figured out what I wanted him to look like. It was about two years before the strip started settling into a design that looks kind of like what it is now. And it took me about three or four years before I really said, okay, this is the strip I'm doing now. I put Dandy and Company to bed. Um, this is only so much, so many hours in a day. I still have a day job and I'm still doing other projects. Because um, I'm always, I still have tons of other things on my plate. Um, 
but I was always just kind of, I was kind of phoning it in a little bit artistically. And I was like, it took me a while to think, oh no, okay, this is your thing. You got to work on it more seriously. And, you know, now it's got a much more refined design and the art's a lot more clean and more refined, all that. So artistically though, it's that creator thing where I'm just like, <sighs> it drives me nuts to look at some of the earlier ones. And thank God for Katie, because she's making them look so good. <laughs> They were never bad, though. I mean, they're a different <laughs> style now, but, you know, they, they were still really good to start with. Thank you. I have, like, um, 2% battery. So oh. I, my, my battery's about to die. Um, Dee, I've, I've edited books like this before. Um, are you doing, like, every single one in order? Or are you doing um, kind of a selection in favorites? Oh, it's everything. Warts awesome. and all. Every strip. Um, the first book is, I think, what, 68 something pages? So about 68 strips. Awesome. Uh, um, no, more than that, I think. Uh, no, I, yeah, I have I have the number 80 in my head, so I think it's going to be 80. Okay. I think it was oh. 78, but there might have been a couple of title pages. So. Yeah, there's the, because, well, yeah, because originally these ran, um, I have nine individual black and white issues that I did. Um, like for conventions and stuff like that. And so the first trade is the first three of those. Awesome. Yeah. Which is I'm, roughly the first I'm three years. He, but yeah, here's where my battery dies. Night, y'all. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming. <laughs> um, so, Katie, do you have a. Uh, we, we've heard lots of fun uh, comparisons and contrasts as far as coloring this versus coloring Medusa and drawing for the Sundering. So do you want to share any of your, uh, any of your fun uh, thoughts as, as you were going through draw, uh, coloring D and especially in, well, in contrast to the other stuff, which is much more, much more detailed, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like I've said in previous De things, this is like my first De coloring job. Detailed, detailed. detailed. I, have to do, I have to do the pun because Laurie's not here. Yeah, somebody <laughs> does. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said before, this is my first coloring job because I didn't really know I was going to get this coloring job because Sarah was just like, oh, do you fancy having a go at coloring some comic stuff? <laughs> and then just gave me like a couple of D pages. And so I did one yeah. and then like, right, at the well, time, neither one of us were aware that that was actually your audition. I was just like, yeah, practice, practice on this stuff. And then I showed it to Lori <laughs> because I was like, look at how nice it looks, Lori. And then she just showed it to D. But I, neither one of us actually knew that that was what was going on. So it worked yeah, out. So, <laughs> so then it was like, um, oh, yeah, we're going to see if um, who she gets back to about which one she likes best. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so. And it's like, oh yeah, you've got like 78 pages to color. So like, okay. <laughs> this is, um, okay. Well, but, well it's like yeah. I said before, I, um, I think on one of the earlier, um, there, Lori sent me a bunch of samples from different colorists and you were the only person who paid attention to how I color it when I do color it on the covers because the way I draw the eyes is, um, I think I have an example. I probably have an example. Like, there's the eyelid, and then there's pupils, but there are no outlines around the parts that separate the iris from the skin. And in yeah. the black and white strips, it's drawn the same way. It's just pupils with yeah. an eyebrow around it, basically, um, or an eyelid. 
Um, yeah, because I mean, the other, yeah, the other colorists just made all that like flesh colored, so it looked like you know, like Commissioner Gordon's eyes on the Batman animated series. It it, it drove yeah, me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of looked at what you'd been doing and then thought, oh, I'll have a go at doing that. I think that one of them was like a was it a, a plaid shirt or something, which I'd I'd colored in, which oh, yeah, the, was the, the purple and purple and blue. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I sure, that yeah. it was the wrong color, but I kind of enjoyed doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, but you, you <laughs> little things like that too. Like you had yeah. an eye for my weird fashion color senses, and I liked <laughs> the way you you streamlined the backgrounds to like here. There's this complicated background of a store behind us, and you made it all in tones of blue because that's not what you needed to be staring at. Yeah, you know, it's just, it isn't that kind of comic where. The shelf behind me needed all that much attention. Yeah, so I mean, it's been quite a good learning experience. Although some of the pages have been so funny. There's like um, Godzilla D. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> you kicked butt on that because I, you know, I I remember saying go nuts on that. Do all the toning in the world. Uh, Lights, I think shadows, Matt, everything. Yeah, Matt would like that one. I think because I, I I looked at Godzilla and I, I was screwing at like all the blue. Um, uh, shading on the the, the the things on the back it's not spines plates what, what, what do you call them yeah his, he's not here anymore the expert isn't here I always called them spine plates yeah something uh, like that but yeah, their spines are their plates maybe yeah, we can do I... an episode where we talk about like kaiju anatomy and we'll get Matt <laughs> to talk to us about that spines, yeah spine sounds yeah. Like... as long as oh, we all can... know what we're talking about here <laughs> um I'm trying to think of which which other ones. My my absolute favorite is the one with the laser treatment with the the machine. I loved that one. That was so funny. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the, the mad scientist doing the laser hair removal. Yeah, that's my favorite one, and it was my favorite one to color in as well because of all the big you know crazy laser <laughs> mad scientist sort of things. And, the woman who uh, actually did my laser surgery found that one quite funny too. It, it apparently got circulated at the at the place where it got done. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Interesting. Yeah, those are some stories that you definitely should collect and uh, have ready for us when we do kickstart it. When we, because we always have our our live stream launch party, so we definitely want to hear all those fun stories if we can. And oh yeah, it's ninety percent of everything in there is, you know, at the very least inspired by things that happened. Very few of them are one to one things that happen. Like this is exactly. It's always a matter of, you know, you got to figure out how to take this whole experience of a long day or whatever and make it a four to six panel strip um, and kind of condense it because it, it runs once a week. So I try not to do running stories too long because people get really, really bored when it's been one story for a month. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's there's always a grain of truth or a grain of honesty or something in there. Sometimes it's a collection of two or three separate events that happen that get kind of mushed together in a way that's a little funnier. Um, but yeah, for the most part, a majority of it is based on something that happened. The funny part is that, well, I'll get comments from people saying, did that really happen? To the really outlandish stuff that I'm like, no, that's obviously the joke. <laughs> there was... The no, it was not a mad scientist. Or it, no, <laughs> you didn't start flying with giant boobs. So. No, that did not happen. I wish it would have happened. I would have regretted that. Was nothing, a great page. I like that one. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the most. It's it is the most common 
it is one of the most common statements that I have received since coming out has been any time that I bemoan the fate of, you know, how my body developed and versus the way how I wish my body would have developed. Um, it's always something it's, you know, oh, well, hormones really weren't helping much with my chest development. And there's always somebody to, to pop up. You can have mine. You can have mine. And I'm like, what would be the aggregate of every person who's told me that I can have their boobs and they like my height? Well, it's a woman that's this tall with giant basketball pits. So it had to be drawn. <laughs> with like the it arms going to... like and oh, so many man. strips do end like where Heidi will be like, you're picturing it, aren't you? This is going in the strip, isn't it? Yes. It sounds and like a Calvin it? and Hobbes kind of. Very much so. I mean, it's a Calvin and Hobbes is a huge influence on me. And I love, I've loved visualized imagination in comics, in storytelling, like my entire, before I even discovered Calvin and Hobbes, because then you had, um, you know, like Muppet Babies was all about that. Um, uh, Winnie the Pooh is literally visualized imagination. It's stuffed animals walking around. Um, the old, uh, those Warner Brothers cartoons, the Ralph Phillips cartoons, the little kid who was always getting in trouble and he'd go out and imagine something. Um, those were from like the fifties and those basically are very much Calvin and Hobbes just without Hobbes. Um, I love stuff like that, so that always works its way into my strips. And for something like Finding D that is very based in reality, it would be remarkably boring if I had to stick to reality. Like, so it's like, then it would just be a strip of talking heads constantly. And I'm like, I don't want to just draw talking head stuff. So when I'm describing, you know, a funny scenario or something going on like that, I can do a, a fun visualization of the idea. I actually just found the uh, the the um, laser treatment one. Am I allowed to like do a bit of a spoiler for that one or not? The, well, the strips the strips been out into the world for like five years, so oh, yeah, the colored version. Yeah, <laughs> I have no objections to a little spoiler. I Lori's That's not here to, to tell us no, so as long as D says it's cool, I don't care. D, yeah, D says it's cool. Up. Yeah, I'll, I'll put on. you in big screen here. Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. So. There we go. Nice. Mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I loved that. I just, it was so much fun to color. I love, it was like one of my favorites. And that's like, that's like an excellent, an excellent example of uh, just how, like, your, 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 your drawing is very animated as it is. Like, for, you know, for a static drawing, it sure looks like a lot's going on in so yeah. many of your panels, but then Katie's colors really just make it come to life in a way that yeah. it's just it's very complimentary. It looks amazing. This whole book is going to be amazing. And I am I'm super excited. Very, yeah, so excited. And like, and then, and then like, not just the, like the arts, great, but the story is going to make you cry and it's going to make you laugh and it's going to make you have all the other feels. I, I am so like the, 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 um, beginning of it in particular i was like i thought this was a comic this is supposed to be, like i was like expecting all silly stuff like because i so much of the recent stuff that you've had is like is like silly um you're like you're you're extrapolating from your real life experiences and making silliness out of it and it's adorable and and then but your earlier beginning stuff is 
you have a lot of just this is what really happened and so it's very realistic too and it's it's just it's just really um a good a compelling uh, easy to easy to flip through and giving you the feels and like people are gonna love it i love it mm. and and if, if if you guys don't agree with me then you're just wrong that's just how it is so Get you all the feelings <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know it's not going to be everybody. Like, you can't please one hundred percent of the people out there. But this is a this is an excellent story. The whole like the comic strip uh, progression. I know the I know the current stuff. Like, it's more of a you can bounce around without missing out on continuity things. Like, you can enjoy each one as its own individual piece. But to read them from the beginning surely tells a very definite story, and it is such a good story. And it's. It's real life and it's the silliness and it's a great balance of everything. And I'm just, yeah, I I mean, I doubt anybody is, is, is as excited as D to get this out. But like us, you, like Lori and I. I think you might have me be. I think you might have me be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have had like almost nothing to do with the creation of it. I mean, nothing and certainly nothing up until you, uh, you, and, you and Lori started to talk. And then, uh, and then Katie comes in, and Katie's got tons to do with it. And I'm just sitting here going, "Well, I'm gonna make some graphics for the Kickstarter." So. <laughs> but it's just like it's just a really good story to tell, and like, Thank and you. to be to telling the story through comic strips in a is is you know it's it's like in the wheelhouse of what we usually publish, but it's also not in that same. It's it's like it's overlapping venn diagram right it's not one single circle it's, it's overlapping yep. but it's not the same so it's really it's interesting uh interesting slight deviation off the regular stuff so excited for that too and um and and because d is going to be a um a larger book it's going to have the month-long run whereas power broker is going to have the shorter two-week uh comic issue run and then um that's going to be that's it's going to be um so there's going to be a little overlap on the kickstarters there but not enough that we're gonna we obviously we're not worried about anybody stealing anybody's thunder here and and because they're two totally different stories that's nothing yeah. to worry about there either so i'm i'm super excited for everything coming up here and i hope everybody that's uh that watches us and that reads our stuff is going to be as excited as we are to bring it in because uh, it's it's just it's, getting it's good. just always it's definitely getting yeah good. it's yeah. such a crazy ride it's so fun the whole process like it's challenging and there's a lot of stuff that's not that's that that sucks when you're making comics there's always going to be at least one job that sucks right but but overall it's really challenging and fun and interesting and there's just rarely a dull moment um, and John by the way you saw him poof a few minutes ago and he. <laughs> He sent me a message on Messenger and he said, oops, I hit the wrong button. And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're almost done anyhow. So <laughs> so with that all being said, lest I continue to ramble, because I know that I was doing this like hangover thing because we call the episode the post-Christmas hangover. But like, I really am super freaking tired and I need to go back to bed for another month, I think. Uh, Lori's not the only one that needs extra sleep. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was like all day today. I was just like on the couch, like just a lump of useless nothing on the couch all day. And then I was like, oh shit, it's Monday. We're supposed to do a thing on Mondays. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I should probably take care of that stuff. And, um, and it, I think like half of us forgot that we all were going to do this today too. Cause 
I had a bunch of people go, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I'm I glad everybody. Monday. Yeah. Oh. I don't even know what day of the week it is most of the time at the moment. It's just like. <laughs> this show, this show, for reals, this show is the reason that I know what day of the week it is because I need to know what day of the week Monday is. <laughs> so. I'm so. out of it because I didn't have work today, so I didn't have to go to work. I oh, was sitting right, down. Right. I was yeah. downstairs yeah. in the living room, sitting next to the Christmas tree on my iPad. I got four strips drawn. So. Oh, nice. Yep. Awesome. I got I got January in the can. Sweet. <laughs> well, I've I've still got quite a few pages of Finding Need to go, but it's well over halfway done now. It's I would have been done, but then I got involved in um, Miss Medusa and the Sundering. Which is just like throwing masses of workload on me, which is, you know, not not a bad thing, but it's uh, it's, it's got to be easy peasy lemon squeezy compared to the sundering stuff, though, right? Oh yeah, and, and uh, like every page I have left, like, and more than how many? Done. Just just so that we're just so that we don't forget how many bars in Medusa? Hundred <laughs> nine on page twenty. Yeah. Yeah, the, I I love that you know exactly how many bars were in that one page. I think that's how many there were because I kept losing count. There were that many of them. Yeah, like... So everybody, everybody who's watching this now and in the future, like when you get your copy of Medusa, go count the bars and tell us if, if Katie screwed up her count because I bet she did not. When you yeah, have to color all them all, over each other as well. It's really difficult to count. Them. Oh, oh man, Paul. I can't decide if Paul is a masochist or a sadist because he uh, he did that stuff, but he also made he had to draw it and he had to color it too. So. Well, he made like, me do it. Is he, a so. is he a masochist because he's he's uh, making that kind of punishment for himself, or is he a sadist? Didn't Lori those pages? Yeah, Lori, yeah, Lori had to do it too. Like everybody yeah. suffered. Everybody suffered in the making of that page. Everybody who was a <laughs> part of it. Well, I guess I technically we... Matt didn't have to draw any bars, but still. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's uh, we ramble on for the rest of the evening. Let's so we should we should wrap this up. I know. Uh, I know. We have had a quiet comment section today. J-Man did pop in to say hello and Merry Belated Christmas. Which, uh, J-Man, if you're still watching, thank you for joining us. And uh, everybody who's watching uh, right now and who will be watching it after after we go offline, um, you know, I hope I hope that you had fun and I hope you had a good Christmas too. And leave your, if you have any weird Christmas stories in the, you can leave them in the comments for us because we always read the comments. And, um, and yeah, stay tuned for Power Broker and Finding D and, oh, by the way, Elsewhere's coming in there, I think, in February, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> February-ish. And, and, yeah, and The Surgeon, like, we have a, a bunch of stuff coming up and and stuff that we haven't even talked about yet. It's it's going to be a crazy year and, and better than than 2022 in every way i hope in all the ways <laughs> so with that being said i hope everybody had a good 2021 and i'm uh and i hope that you all have more awesome things happening next year and uh i guess this we're, we're signing off for 2022 here and uh and toasting to to bigger and better and crazy crazy stuff happening at uhs and and with all of our fans all of our collaborators and everybody and, and, and agents of geekdom as well so happy happy freaking new year everybody and happy new year. have a wonderful rest of your year <clears throat> and we'll we'll see you yeah 
That's the that's that's the lame take the lame the lame joke. Like we'll see you next year, isn't it? And I did it even <laughs> though I didn't want to do it. I still did it. So uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay. Take care.